0: This is Igris, and today we are looking at a letter from almost exactly 50 years ago. It is from Ches Elul of Tavshin, Lam, and Gimel of 1973. And I confess to not knowing exactly what's going on in this letter. I know enough of what's going on in this letter that we're going to be able to look at other letters that build a shita and make an interesting case for something. But I don't know the exact circumstances of this letter, and if anybody who's looking on the page figures it out or knows more context, please let me know at the end. What we're going to talk about today is educating girls, specifically educating our daughters, which is something that there is not a lot of emphasis on. I remember that, uh, that when my daughter was born, I remember calling up a couple, a couple of uh, and saying, I have full books on my shelf on how to educate young boys. And I have no idea what you're supposed to do to raise a girl. It's not it's not brought in a lot of places. So today we're going to bring out a, a whole bunch of sources that the Rebbe has on the specific ways that educating girls is a little different than educating boys, the needs of some girls that might differ than the needs from some boys. And that begins with our letter here. So we're in Ches Elotav Lam and Gimel. And the Rebbe says, I actually want to go to the bottom first. I'm sorry. Let's go to the bottom. He says that this is written on a Tzilim Ksav Yadke. This is written on a, uh, it's, it, this is a copy of the Rebbe's handwriting. It's written al gilian Shalos Machanech. This is on the side of a question sent in by a teacher from Ches Elul Tav Shulam Gimel. <clears throat> and the question that this teacher had asked is that he'd had some private conversations with some of his female students. I'm sure they weren't private in a negative way, but, you know, he'd had some personal conversations with his female students, and one of his conversations had a bad outcome. We don't know the details of it, but we know that he had some conversation with one of the girls that he's teaching, and it didn't go well at all. So he wrote to the Rebbe asking for advice, and the Rebbe says this, Yeshnam man the Rebbe says, there are a lot of things that as long as we don't pay very close attention to them, we don't necessarily notice that there might be something untoward about them. Things that don't on the surface seem to be inappropriate, or, uh, yeah, inappropriate. Things that don't on the surface seem to be inappropriate. Sometimes when you look at them a little more closely, they become inappropriate. The we do such things, but when it comes to, specifically the things that are said, Hanal, specifically the things that you said, it can end up leading to the opposite of that which you had hoped to accomplish. So we don't know exactly what he said, but the Rebbe is saying that when you look at what you said a little bit more carefully, it can become clear that this would not have led to a positive outcome. So you should have kind of seen this coming if you'd paid a little bit more attention to it is how I'm reading that first line of the letter. Therefore, therefore, you should find a woman to have this kind of conversation with the girls from this point onward. So hard to know exactly what the conversation was. I mean, life experience tells me it was probably a tznias thing and that a, a male teacher maybe brought up a tznias issue that ended up landing very poorly and, uh, and the Rebbe is saying to him, look, uh, it's not that it's a bad thing to talk about. It's that the way that it was said was bad. It probably shouldn't come from a male teacher. And in the future, this is something that a female teacher should be involved in. I see I see my veteran, Machana Chisrael, giving me the thumbs up, suggesting that perhaps he at least agrees with my message and maybe even knows for a fact that it's correct. In any event, um, that's probably what this letter is about. So let's talk about the specific needs of girls um, and how they differ from the specific educational needs of boys. One of the first ones that I want to point out, I have the sheet open in front of you. Let me make it a little bigger. Yeah, is that the Rebbe does push the idea that girls should be taught by women. Now, I think we know that in a lot of the best girls' schools in Lubavitch, especially in the prior generation, uh, some of our best teachers were and still are male teachers. I don't think you get from the Rebbe that it is forbidden to have male teachers teaching in girls' schools, but you definitely get an idea that there's a preference, that there should be female teachers and women running the girls' schools. So we have this in Sechus This is uh, from the year, uh, this is a high of the from the year Chav Ches, and on the page 506, the Rebbe writes when it comes to Beis Yaakov, he's talking to a Beis Yaakov uh, uh, administrator. He so said it would be better to, to appoint a woman to be a teacher over a male teacher. So when, when hiring for Beis Yaakov, all things being equal, when hiring for a girls' seminary, give preference to female teachers over male teachers if they're going to be teaching girls. And why? That's quite a statement. He says her Yerushalayim is stronger. She fears heaven more. And her Hashba, the impact she's going to have, is going to be more recognizable on the students. I think this is a cloud that he's saying, that, uh, that women have more Yerushalayim than men, but that specifically the female students are sensitive to the differences in Yerushalayim that women and men have, and that they specifically appreciate the Yerushalayim of the female teacher. So all things being equal, try to pick female teachers for base Yaakov. We have in Sholchan Nanachim. this is a print of a conversation with uh, Itchamair uh, Gerari, that the Rebbe had, uh, I don't believe it's written anywhere, I think it was a verbal conversation that got written down as a Rishima and found its way into Shulchan Menachem, you'll find it in volume 5, page 50, where the Rebbe says about a certain school, that a Beisrifka in Montreal, that had been unable to uh, to find a administrator, a principal for the entire year, the Rebbe says about this, the Rebbe says, that's the Rebbe's lashon now that there's no other choice, ex post facto, you can find yourself a man to be the principal of this school for women, but it's absolutely not ideal. It's only because many months have gone by and you were unable to find a woman to run the school. But even then, the girls' school is going to need a mashpia, and that is somebody who can have an effect on the Talmudim. So that is somebody who can, uh, who can uh, give them a Torah approach. So the Rebbe says that in addition to the fact, then I'm allowing you to. Uh, I'm allowing you to hire a principal who is a man for this girls' school. You are going to need to find a mashpia for the girls' school who is able to show them a safer uh, show, able to show them a Torah lifestyle. And this specifically needs to be a woman. So even if he allows hanhala to sometimes be male, the idea of a mashpia for girls it sounds like a mashpia should specifically be a woman if she's going to be a mashpia on girls. There's a bit of a hint to this in Sefer Asirchos in Mem Zion, Volume One, Page Two Forty Six, where the Rebbe lists what people's mashpiam should look like. He says that. Yeshiva students, talmidim at yeshivas, yeshveil b'cholal. Anybody learning etzal a rashi yeshiva v'zeh. Their mashpia should probably be their rashi yeshiva. It says balei esek, people who have jobs etzal a rav shminolem. Their mashpia should probably be their rav. Women etzal mashpiaos shalohem. That should be their mashpios. And he's using the feminine there. I think you can maybe be middayic. they're saying that women should have specifically female Mashpias. And when it comes to children, small boys and small girls, their mashpim should either be their parents or their teachers if they're still very young, or their counselors in camp. Uh, even if this isn't explicit anywhere, and I wasn't able to find an explicit place where the Rebbe says that a woman's mashpia must be female, I think that it is uh, hinted to in a bunch of places, and at the very least, it is deeply logical that a woman probably shouldn't have a male mashpia. And when it comes to those sorts of conversations, the things we've been talking about recently, as Lakharov, that it would make sense for a woman to be a mashpia for a woman for all of the reasons that we've just mentioned. So we have here that a certain conversations. Male teachers shouldn't be having with female students, it's better done with a female teacher. It sounds like when it comes to anhala, we should ideally be hiring uh, female principals to run girls' schools. It sounds like even when it comes to teachers, we should ideally be hiring female teachers to teach girls, unless we're unable to find them, in which case we can put men in, but there still need to be women there in order to handle the mashpia kind of things. And I think you have an implication for the Sefer Asichas that when it comes to women and girls in general, that their mashpium, mashpios, I guess, should be female mashpiot. When it comes to the actual curriculum, actually, I had this letter on the screen already. Here we go. When it comes to the actual curriculum, the Rebbe has a pretty revolutionary and I think what we would call pretty liberal view on what women can learn when they're in Jewish schools. You might be aware that there's an existing argument that goes on in Haredi circles and modern Orthodox circles, whether girls can learn Gemara. This was always a big topic at Yeshiva University uh, and at Stern, whether they were allowed to learn Gemara. Somebody wrote to the Rebbe in the year Tavshin Yud Gimel, a woman from Beis Yaakov, that she was a Ma'ina Machtav Mazayin Iyar. It was Mzayin Iyar of Tavshin Yud Gimel, that would have been 53. She is a teacher at Beis Yaakov. That's one of the big girls' schools. She wants to know. She wants to know if it's true the rumor that she heard that Rabbanim are now allowing girls to learn Gemara. Aval the Rebbe says, you didn't tell me what Gemara they're learning, how they're learning Gemara, but you did tell me that you're worried about the fact or wondering about the fact that some girls are now allowed to learn Gemara in this case, Yaakov teacher wants to know what the Rebbe thinks about it. And what the Rebbe answers over the course of this really a sadistic letter. I put it in the chat, and you absolutely should take a look at it at some length, is that he says that women need to learn the uh, women need to learn the halachas of course. They have to learn any halacha that has to do with their daily life, which, by the way, includes most of halacha." A good, a good portion of Allah is Shayach to women, so it includes a large portion of Shulchan arach, and the Rebbe does not seem to rule out at all the idea of women learning Gemara, specifically the areas that they need to be aware of. We can read some of it inside. He said, I found the most pressing ways that girls need to learn, that has to do with the uh, has to do with the quality of the girls. This is their talents, their knowledge base, how knowledgeable they are, whether they can handle very deep study. It depends on how smart the girls are. that. So we said, I can't really give details, but if you want to set it up, it's going to be according to Yeradea, Reish Mem the same rules that we have for anybody else. We teach people what they can understand. And of course, the point needs to be, but the author says in the Shulchan is that they should know which is all of their mitzvahs, a Moving on. The Rebbe says, specifically in our days, kash nisreifu The uh, public perception, and specifically the perception of young people, is getting so mixed up. Yisere Adas. they're missing some of the fundamentals of religion sometimes. and they get cleverness from the outside. So there used to be a situation where if you didn't teach kids Torah, they would never get particularly clever about anything, not clever about Torah or not clever about the world. But the way things work now is they're exposed to the world, they're going to get the world's cleverness, and we may as well, so specifically makes sense nowadays to make sure that young children, and specifically young girls, are exposed to Jewish cleverness, because otherwise they're just going to end up with foreign cleverness that will take them away from the path of Torah. So the Rebbe is saying that even though there was some hesitation, you might be familiar with the Sugizim of Sahasaita specifically, that say that a girl shouldn't learn Gemara because it will teach her um, teach her uh, a sort of um, rebellious cleverness. That that rebellious cleverness is already built into the society that we live in right now, so it may as well be a Torah rebellious cleverness as opposed to whatever she'll get from other places. So the Rebbe seems to be fine with girls learning even, um, even pretty deep things, assuming that they're able to handle it. Down in the final paragraph here, he says specifically this should in our final generations apply also to Teresa Hasidis, the girls should be learning chassidis. At the very least, Siddhis that brings them to Phnemia yas Sieser, to more uh, to more internal view of the world, makem, avashem that brings them the love of God and Yira and fear of God and Israel and love of the Jewish people, and the love of Terra. He says, this is not just important for all men and women. It's specifically important for teachers to be involved in. The teachers need to learn Chassidus, and they need to teach their students Chassidus. So if we sum up this fairly long letter that I know I rushed through, but I wanted to hit the major points, this letter, which uh, I do hope you'll look at in some of your time after this year, uh, has the Rebbe allowing Gemara on a limited basis, depending on the needs of the time, depending on the talent of the girls, and as the Rebbe allowing even some of the deeper parts of Gemara that were formerly off-limits to girls because they're going to acquire cleverness somewhere. They may as well acquire it in a Torah environment and opening the door, not just opening the door, but opening wide, demanding that girls learn Chassidus as well because they have mitzvah of Abbas Hashem and Yudas Hashem. So as far as curriculum is concerned, you're not going to end up seeing a whole lot of differences between the ideal curriculum for a girl and the ideal curriculum for a boy. And if you're seeing a lot of differences, it might not be the Rebbe's Shita. They also have davening in schools. And the Rebbe has a letter about this. This is not a letter. I take it back to the Lakut HaSichas Chaylek Yud Dalit, page 188. The Rebbe says, when it comes to practical actions, that both boys and girls, he says, should be davening, that both boys and girls should be davening, that they should both be davening in school. That uh, he says, another letter that I didn't bring on the page, where he says the girls davening can be a little shorter than the boys davening but that girls are expected to daven as part of their education as well, and teaching them to daven is important. He brings a lot of sources here that women have a chiyuv to daven, have an obligation to daven, and that each of them should have their own sitter. I know that we do a sitter party for the boys. I don't remember a sitter party for the girls. It doesn't have to be a party, but girls should have their own siddur. The uh, last and most important and longest thing that I want to look at with you today is this absolute treasure trove. I think that if you have daughters, you should print this out and hang this on your wall. I gave you the PDF. This is that uh, in the year, do I have the year here? Tavshin So that would have been 68. 1968, some of the people who ran Beis Yaakov at the time went to meet the Rebbe, and he had a Yechidus with them, and he gave them a list, and he, and he ended up editing it and putting in the back of the sikhahs, a list of 12 points that he considers particularly important when it comes to educating girls, that differs from those things that are particularly important when it comes to educating boys, sort of 12 turning points about which the education of girls revolves. But I want to read all of them with you because they're uh, some of them are quite unique. All of them are fairly unique. Here's the list. This is printed in the back. It's in the Hayesophus of that year of sechas. I said it was edited a second ago. I'm not sure it was, but uh, it certainly is in a couple of places. The first point that he made is, There are two things that need to be emphasized when it comes to educating American uh, teens, American young people. But this applies even more so when it comes to educating girls. First, so one of these two things is I see variation shall Shim and Simination shall Shokhanarx the first sif and the first semen of Shokhanarx is al yebashim nabani adam ma ligam alahab badisabani isparx the beginning of is don't be embarrassed by people who will make fun of what you're doing it's brought in by, from Yoda ben Tema. He says, they have to be bold like a leopard. So that's the first thing that really needs to be emphasized more with American students and specifically with girls. That they can't be embarrassed by their religion. And point number two, Kabbalas el is accepting the yoke. That is, mayerim, That is, paying attention to obeying the voice of their parents and their teachers. El Torah of and taking on the yoke of Torah and Mitzvahs. These are two things that specifically need to be told to Americans. And even within Americans, most specifically need to be told to girls or talk to girls. Base. This is that they should be taught the alephayz and its nukudas before they are taught the pronunciations. He says, when it comes to the pronunciation itself, it doesn't matter whether they go according to the alephayz, but first and foremost, they need to be taught alephayz and the nukudas in order. This is a hayyirah that the Rebbe gave for boys. He is extending this to girls in this in this in this conversation. Look at that. He says, do not use reading books that are written by non-religious people. So non-religious Jews have written, um, secular Jews have written books about how to pronounce Hebrew, how to study Hebrew. Don't use them in your schools. The Rebbe says, I have some advice. If you do really like these books, take out their good stories, take out their good points, put it in a new format and put it out under a new shar and make your own book from their stuff. Now that sounds a lot like stealing, but the Rebbe says in parentheses, the Rebbe says legally 25 years after something's come out. I don't know if the copyright law is still the same as it was in 1968, but apparently the copyright law in 1968 was that after 25 years, uh, there was nothing illegal about taking parts of books out and remaking your own book from that material. So the Rebbe says you can use their material to make your new books but don't use books that are written by Hilanim when it comes to educating girls. This probably applies to boys too, but again, this list is specific to girls. Dalit, Limud v'nach. They should learn Khumish and they should learn Nach. They should learn the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. And they shouldn't skip anything. It's very tempting to skip some of the gnarlier stories. Don't skip Yehuda and Tamar. That was a weird relationship between a father-in-law and a daughter-in-law. Don't skip it. David and Bathsheba, don't skip the David and Bathsheba story, which sounds like a king essentially uh, doing a bunch of very bad things. It's what it sounds like. The Rebbe says, don't skip them. Do learn them according to the Yesedas Chazal. Learn them according to the way that the Gemara explains these stories really happened, which is not as bad as it sounds in Pshat, but still not great. And uh, learn these with the girls. I don't know this book, but the Rebbe says he's giving a personal suggestion that he likes the book Das Seifrim Al-Tanach. If you happen to be able to find a copy, maybe you should look at it because the Rebbe says that it's the Sefer he recommends for teaching girls Nach. It says, "Mei Rabinowitz. Apparently, a Rabbi Rabinowitz wrote it. Uh, Teachers should use this in order to teach the material. And that's a little trickier, where there might be controversial point six. B'madura Angli. When it comes to the secular part of the day, the English studies. Studies. Yesh lehabith Amera Michunanes Michuneches Michel Beis. Yakov's seminar Amera Mugeres Michlala." That is, when it comes to the secular part of the day, you should choose a base Yaakov girl who was raised through base Yaakov to teach the secular studies over a college graduate. This is a claw that I saw in the Rebbe's letters regarding boys too, that when it comes to secular studies in schools where we do have secular studies, they should ideally be taught by the by the Rebbe's. They should ideally be taught by Yiddish Shemayim. They should be taught by Hasidisha people. They should not be taught by secular people by any means. As a matter of fact, I saw one letter where the Rebbe said that if you have a choice between a secular Jewish teacher or a non-Jew teaching secular studies, you should have the non-Jew teach it over the secular Jewish teacher. So the Rebbe did not, the Rebbe specifically, I saw one letter, I saw another letter. These are all things not included in today's shir, but they're there. I saw another letter where the Rebbe said to, um, somebody wrote to the Rebbe, a, 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 a Cheder Rebbe. A Cheder Rebbe wrote to the Rebbe saying that they were making him teach secular studies in the afternoon, and he doesn't want to. He only wants to teach his holy studies in the morning. And the Rebbe said, the Rebbe said back, there's nobody better than you to be teaching studies in the afternoon. You can make it. You're the only person who can uh, who is qualified to turn these secular studies into something that will be used for positive. So as long as they're there anyway, if you are in a school of secular studies, those secular studies should be taught by teachers who are Yedish teachers who are from, And you should choose a from teacher who knows less about those secular studies over a college graduate. When it comes to these secular science books and all the other, anything on the English side, this is very interesting advice. It's advice that I've personally not taken in my home. I guess I'll have to do things differently. He says, if you have books that have pages or pictures that you don't want the kids to see, don't erase those pictures or remove them from the book listen to why it just makes them want to look right what, make, what makes people want to see things more than tearing out pages or covering them over he said that just makes them want it more we should instead he said he mentioned that there's a group called Terra Misera that's already trying to put out secular studies books that are according to our shitas that have things that are appropriate for us in them but we certainly should not be tearing out pages of books or covering pages of books because this just makes the Yitzhar stronger to be engaged in whatever is in the Torah or not page. Ches. Recognize this. We said it already in an earlier letter. When you have a choice of what teacher to pick to teach at Beis Yaakov, uh, you should choose a female teacher over a male teacher because her is stronger and her Ashpa is more recognized by the girls. Point. Ches. You should always speak to the girls about the following things. These are things that girls should be hearing all the time. Specifically, that Rebbe says these are messages that young Jewish girls need to hear. They have to hear about Gdulas Hashem, the greatness of Hashem, Gedulah the greatness of creation, and the dearness of people. These are three themes to repeat when it comes to talking to girls specifically, that God is very big, the world is very big, and man is very beloved. So You have to really emphasize when it comes to girls, even more than boys, the beauty of Yiddishkeit, the beauty of Judaism. The pleasantness of a mitzvah. And that is supposed to Hazim, rather than knocking down how rotten the physical world is. Zay the Rebbe says, in other words, that is to focus on the Asetev more than the Sumrei ra. To summarize, what we just said in Yud, uh, we have two ways that we can encourage people to adhere to Yiddishkeit. One of them is that we can tell them that the world is awful, and the other one is that we can tell them that Judaism is so much better. And when it comes to girls specifically, the message needs to be much less about how bad the world is and much more about how beautiful Yiddishkeit is. In other words, focusing on Asetev and not on Surmey Point 11, this is our second to last point point in the have his 12 point list of how to approach teaching girls specifically. He says... These are two answers in science. I don't know how they came up or how they got in here. But apparently, I'm guessing that some of them, I'm guessing that the teacher asked uh, what to do with weird science questions the girls come up with. They're actually separate questions. The fishitas sheet is Professor Einstein that ever writes. Yes, it's easy to understand today. The ever says that if you use Einstein's opinion, it is easier to understand how the terra can say a geocentric model where the sun is in the middle, where the Earth is in the middle and the sun goes around it. Um, it's true. I have a I have a whole class on it. Ayn shalom. It says, and as for the Tiferes Yisrael who talks about the Orachayim Mimer in his Mishnayos, that was only for that time, and it's a new Shitta. What he's referring to there is a second question. The Tiferes Yisrael in his Orachayim and his Mimer on Mishnayas is um. That's the source that proposes that, uh, according to Kabbalah, many worlds were created and destroyed. And so the earth can be several billion years old because we're sitting on a rock that God keeps remaking. God says that was, an o- that was a new idea that he more or less made up. And it, only, uh, it was only worth saying back then. It certainly isn't worth bringing into the classroom today when explaining the age of the universe. So for some reason, geocentrism and the age of the universe have been smushed into point 11. Uh, I'm guessing that the people who wrote down what the Rebbe was talking about, what, that they didn't know what the Rebbe was talking about. Because this should actually be two separate in Okay. Uh, and this last point in uh, Yud Beis is just really interesting. The Rebbe gives here Hadracha and how to address the different shittas that might exist over Zionism. Uh, whether Beis Yaakov should take a side, pro-Zionist, anti-Zionist, and how to skirt the line. With that, we'll end, but I want to read it to you, even though it doesn't have much to do with the education of girls, just because it is such a, you know, we I think we all know that the Rebbe has a very nuanced position when it comes to Zionism, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to support of the state of Israel. I think we know on one hand that the Rebbe is not a Zionist. And that the Rebbe does not see Israel's ratios. I think, on the other hand, we know that the Rebbe's support for Israel is the uh, strongest of anybody, stronger than the Zionists. So the question is, what exactly do you do with that? And people have tried to answer, Mashbim tried to answer. The Rebbe here kind of answers himself. So if you read this, I think you'll get some real insight into how the Rebbe, exactly what the Rebbe thinks about Israel. When it comes to Israel. Don't get into conversations with the girls over which position, the pro-Zionist or anti-Zionist position is more correct. Don't even get into the conversation there is the there is the extreme position there is the extreme position that the founding of the modern state and Zionism itself is a terrible tragedy uh, for the entire Jewish people and there is another that says the things that happen in Israel are the hand of God and that's saving the Jewish people but he says that there is no doubt in so the said, definitely saw incredible miracles in Israel during the six day war we definitely saw that he was watching over the remnant of the Jewish people, and he brought us from death to life. So one thing that is undeniable that you can tell everybody is that we see miracles in Eretz Yisrael all the time where God specifically protects the Jewish people and brings us from death to life. Uh, but as for the signs of the Geula beginning and the coming of Mashiach, you can only find those things in the words of Ramam. And Yad Chazak and Hilchus you can only See, You can only say that you're seeing signs of Mashiach is coming when you see people starting to keep Torah and Mitzvahs and return to Hashem, not when you see them settling the land of Israel. Settling the land of Israel is not one of the valid signs that Mashiach is near. People returning to Torah and Mitzvahs is a sign that Mashiach is near, so you are not able to use the founding of the modern state or even the filling of the modern state and the growth of the modern state as having anything to do with the de Gula. whereas you can see the Chuva movement within Eretz Israel and within Chutzla as de Gula. point four the Neva says don't bring new Neurayas from other places there is exactly one authority when it comes to the laws of Mashiach don't tell me that the ram says this is Neurayas or that there's Midrashim, and there's Chazal here, the but Eva says we have one Pesik when it comes to what's going to happen when the comes, and the only Pesik that matters when it comes to what happens when the comes is Rabbim himself. And finally, the Medina Sisrael and Shum Shaichas the There is no connection whatsoever between the Israeli government and the redemption of the Jewish people. Avow and Geulah, Avow. but. Israel is a place of saving and a place of ingathering the remnant of the Jewish people. And that too is an Indian. So you see here the Rebbe calling the founding of the modern state and Zionism an Indian, really just not the de gulen. I think that really shows how the Rebbe toes the line on a very complex issue. Anyway, what we have mainly discussed today is not Zionism, what we have mainly discussed today is the unique approaches when it comes to educating girls. A super quick summary is that we saw in our letter that there are certain conversations the male teachers just shouldn't have with female students, and that those require a female teacher. We had a couple letters there and that strongly suggested that uh, we should choose female teachers for the girls' schools whenever possible, and women to run the girls' schools whenever possible and that uh, women should be choosing whenever possible. Yeah, I keep on saying whenever possible because I think it's clear from the Rebbe's letters and from what happened practically that when it's not possible to find women to do these jobs, men have to do them. But at the same time, the, the ideal is that women should be teaching women. We saw that the curriculum for a girl is going to not differ very much from the curriculum from a boy. The Rebbe wants girls davening every day, even though they don't necessarily have as long a davening. He wants them learning some degree of gemara, halacha, and fasidus, although probably in a lesser form than that which is taught in the boys' schools. They at least should acquire the cleverness of the Jewish people rather than the cleverness of the world. In this long PDF from the Rebbe, we saw PDF from the Rebbe, what a strange phrase, in this long page that we have from the Rebbe, some 12 points, we emphasized several places in which Chinuch of girls is a little different than Chinuch of boys, and one of them that I think really stands out is that girls need to be spoken constantly about Gedulas Hashem, Gedulas Abria, and Yikras adam, the greatness of Hashem, the greatness of creation and the dearness of people, and we need to uh, mention all over and over again the beauty of Yiddishke. That's it.